apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L, call for additional details. Shepard all alone. Shepard breaks a tackle and into the end zone. Sterling Shepard. It's he. Thibodeau got there. Got the ball out. Scooped it and scored. Touchdown Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau. Second down, five. Jones again. Oh, here he goes. He can see the pylon. Touchdown. Barkley. Looking for a seam. Great cut. Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Jawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. We got the whole crew back together for this NFL Draft Preview. I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Guire, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay. And we obviously had big news earlier today as finally the Jets and Packers agree on uh, terms for Aaron Rodgers, and don't worry, we will get to that. But this is John about the G-Men, and we got to start things off talking about the Giants. Big week, NFL draft. So what is, for the Giants, the biggest need going into Thursday night, Joe, with that 25th overall pick? Well, I, I think the biggest need is either going to be at wide receiver or at cornerback. I think those are the two areas that they uh, are probably looking to address with the first pick. They did a really nice job in this offseason, Jace. Uh, and the signing today of uh, H.O. Robinson, uh, I think, helps the uh, Bobby O'Karake, uh signing. I think that was one of the Giants' biggest issues was having I was thinking about Jalen Smith earlier today and I like him and he's great at running guys down after they've already separated and then made a catch he's good at running them down and tackling them you want someone that maybe could get there a little bit sooner I think that's key but I I I really listen the wide receiver did a really good job 
uh, signing wide receivers. You've got a much better wide receiver room than you had last year, whether or not they, they make a move in this draft. But I really think sitting at, at 25, it's going to be more or less uh, who's available as far as first-round grades for cornerback or for wide receiver. So I think that's probably what you're looking at. But, you know, it's it's the NFL. I mean, if something crazy happens, someone slides down your way, you know, maybe, maybe you do what you got to do. But I, I think that's a great offseason for the Giants. It, uh, I think much like last year, Zay, I think at this point going forward, it would be hard to screw it up. <laughs> if only that were possible in New York. You know we can find a way to screw up anything. I only wish that were possible. But I, I kind of agree with Joe in this. Uh, 25 is not a fancy pick. It's not a pretty pick. It's probably not going to turn out to be much. Probably not even a player that's going to make your roster or last that long when you're that late in the draft. Uh, especially the first round, my opinion. I've always felt first round picks, there isn't much there unless you're like really getting a stud at the top, like a, a sauce gardener who something you knew from the jump he was going to be a stud. But then th- th- those are very rare. It's, I'm all for moving the first round pick. I, I think the Giants have a need at safety with the loss of Julian Love. I would try to trade that first round pick, Buda Baker. He would like to move from. Um, the Cardinals, if we could probably package that with maybe, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but maybe a Saquon Barkley, maybe a third round pick, because again, Saquon Barkley, he's, he's not going to be a long-term fit for the Giants. I've been saying this for a while, even as last year, I said this to you guys, even if he had a great year, I don't, didn't see the new regime really buying into them because that wasn't their guy. Plus his track record and history isn't that great. So I feel like if you're the Giants and if you're that front office, you can get, you know, your fresh, clean slate, get rid of Saquon Barkley, get Buda Baker, maybe with that first round pick, maybe throw in a third round pick with it. And then you can solidify, you know, the safety position, which has been a huge issue for the Giants. We've known throughout the years. Julian Love, again, great player. You don't crack. believe in the X-Man, Xavier McKinney? He, well, he's one side. you, you got to fill the other side. And I feel like Buda Baker could be a good pair with him. And that's, you know, I thought, like I said, Julian Love's a great player, great locker room guy, but just too many times last year, especially that Eagles game after he missed that almost, which should have been a, a, a interception touchdown to the house. He, he completely whiffed on it and allowed a touchdown to happen. I think at that point I was done with Julian Love. And I think a lot of the Giants regime was done with him. That's why the offer to bring him back wasn't as big as, you know, he had expected. And he ended up signing with the Seahawks. So I, I'm all for moving that pick. Again, Saquon is in a long-term situation. The Giants have done better in years where we've had a stable of running backs as opposed to one main running back. I think that has worked out for us. You see, when we went from Tiki to three running backs, it worked out way better, even though Tiki, again, was a great talent to have, probably one of the best running backs in Giants history. So then why would you give away Saquon Barkley? Why not make him be part of that stable? uh, Again, Saquon Barkley is much older. He has injuries. Time can, as time can show so you, that would be that as, just means bringing in another guy would help him out, right? Less in the work. Definitely, I, I completely agree with you on that. But you're talking about a guy who wants a big contract. He's not going to get a big contract. Running backs, we've seen now, especially with the way the market has gone this summer, running backs aren't that valuable anymore. They're a dime a dozen. Look, as you got to remember, you your teams are ready to move on from Derrick Henry. 
a guy who was looked at at the beginning of last year as probably going into the season one of the best, if not the best running back in the league, and the Titans are ready to move on from him. So how could you expect me to put massive money into a guy like Saquon Barkley, who has shown you inconsistent history? He's shown you even last year that his tank can run low at the end of the year. We've seen it last year. It ran low. Luckily, the Giants were in a position where they were able to rest guys at the end of the season so that they could make that big game in Minnesota happen. But the tank isn't what it used to be. And I think, again, you can go get a third-round pick. Look what the Jets did last year. They basically drafted a third-round uh, pick. Uh, what's his name? Um, Brees Hall. Brees a third-round pick who could possibly be their future franchise running back for a very long time. Who, but as of now, he's added to a stable of really good running backs, and it's going to be a really good situation for the Jets hopefully next year. But, I, again, I think you have to cut your losses, move on, improve at the safety position, and you can grab a running back later on in the draft if you must. If I'm being honest. Okay. Well, I, I why would they waste the franchise tag? If I, I think that's crazy. I, they, I, I get where you're coming from. I like your idea of trading it away, but that's just getting that's sure you get Buda Baker, that's great, but safety isn't that big of a need, I don't think, for the Giants. You and you're just gonna me? add another big hole to fill. Years. We literally got rid of Landon Collins because he couldn't guard anyone. We bought in love, he couldn't guard anyone. We've had an issue since Antro Rollers basically left. We couldn't find a safety to guard anybody. The Giants have a history of the safety being in a bad position guarding tight ends. Have you not watched this team the last couple of years? All right, but I, why would you make? The, why would you hurt that offense even more? Listen, I, I, I like your idea. With Saquon, you yes. invested your money in Daniel Jones, not Saquon Barkley, which to me tells me. You believe that Saquon, that Daniel Jones, excuse me, can get the job done despite Saquon Barkley. That's what you told me when you decided to slap a franchise tag on him. Zay, there's enough talent around Daniel Jones now that I agree with you that Saquon's value to the Giants is as low as it's ever been. And I think the idea, Sean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the idea of bringing in uh, you know, a second, third round pick to 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 run the football is not the worst idea in the world. I agree. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate that for depth. I I just think the reason that they're going, you know, with that Saquon situation with the franchise tag is just that what is what the market value is right now for running backs is that they're not getting paid a lot. You saw some of the top names at running backs in free agency this year. Um, you know, they're not getting those huge. Uh, 10 mil plus contracts it's because that's just the way that the running backs are valued right now and I think that's why they prioritize signing Daniel Jones first because they know that you have to lock up your young quarterback Um, you can't let that go to chance because uh, looking for another franchise quarterback uh, we know from you know that couple years after Eli Manning we still have questions about Daniel Jones and I mean there's a lot of people outside the Giants organization that still have those questions so if you think that he is your franchise quarterback you have to lock him up while you can and the reason that they're going um, with the franchise tag route with Saquon is just the way that the market value looks. But he's still one of the most important pieces on that offense. Um, you know, a top five running back last year, huge part of their success, uh, especially, you know, late in games down the stretch. Uh, he had, you know, a couple monster games. You know, you need those big third downs in late in fourth quarters. Uh, he, he could still give you good receiving numbers. So I, I, don't, I just don't think he's that replaceable, um, especially if you look for – 
a young running back in the second or third round. I think that, you know, they could obviously, you know, fill that gap. But to the extent that Saquon does, uh, I don't think that, you know, he's just an elite uh, talent level that you can't really just replace with a guy in a second or third round. So I, I, I don't see why you don't play out the franchise tag this year. You got him at a good cost at $10 million when he's asking for 13 or $14 million. Um, you know, you can try and get an extension done during the season and then maybe reassess after. But as of right now, I, I don't see why you would want to mess that up and, you know, trade other assets for him when that's a huge part of your offense. Because I could get Kareem Hunt for probably a fifth round pick. Kareem Hunt's not doing the same thing as Saquon, though. The idea is not he's not going to do the same thing. But if you compare him with a couple other guys, you can get productive production. The idea is productivity here. You, you guys sometimes and I hate to say this about Giants fan base. It, it, it happens with you guys get too emotional, too attached to these players. It's similar to with and and the and bro, that's the sports. Front, the front office does too. The front office they that's absolutely sports. do it because I think Sterling Shepard should have been gone. I don't understand how he's back. I I can't understand how he's back. Good Maybe, good locker room vibes. Yeah, I guess it's a locker room thing that he does. But he's on a he's on a vet minimum contract. It's not like we're paying him any money. Saquon Barkley was offered money. He turned it down because he thought he was worth more. The I, the problem we have here is Saquon thinks he's worth more than he is. And that's why it's not going to work out for the Giants. And that's why I think it's best to move on now than pulling off the Band-Aid later. Because if you get to next summer, he's not getting a big contract. I don't care what year he has. You, you know what? Let, let's, let's ask ourselves the bigger question here. Because I have talked to people, and Sean just sort of alluded to it. After the season, and I think he played very well. And I've been on the Daniel Jones wagon from day one. I thought he blew everybody out of the water this year. I've heard a lot of people with the, well, it was, it was only one year. Let's see him do it again. And uh, I think he will do it again. And I think what the Giants saw and the reason that this organization gave this guy 140, 50, what was it? Four, four years, 160? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I think the reason they gave him that money is, is that they really do think this guy's got a skill set that is rare in today's NFL that only guys like Josh Allen currently possess. And I'm not saying he plays as well as Josh Allen, but I think the talent's there. And I think mm -hmm. it's interesting. No, you know what, Zay? Roll your eyes because – Josh Allen well, listen. Stop, stop, he hasn't, stop, he hasn't stop, done, he hasn't stop, done stop, machine stop. You'll get us – I'll give you a chance to respond in a minute. I think like with Saquon, mm -hmm. Saquon's got a skill set, and we're still we're still super into that skill set. And we saw it the first year he was in the league. And we didn't see it in year two. We didn't see it in year three. Saw some of it last year, but I think as Zay pointed out, you saw a guy who at times couldn't get the job done, uh, who's, who's tank in the second half was not – as impressive. So again, this football team, they could have blown this whole thing up and sent both of those guys packing. They made a huge investment in Daniel Jones and immediately went out, got someone uh, like Darren Waller. They signed uh, Paris Campbell, resign uh, Slayton, resign Hodgins, resign Shepard. I suspect that they're going to add a wide receiver in this draft. I've heard I hear a lot about DeAndre Hopkins, though if I love that. But again, I don't know. For a third, fourth round pick, uh, maybe. Listen, because uh, I'm a fantasy team. He, he, I, trust me, I'm, I'm not saying he's the solution, but you got to put talent around Daniel Jones. But clearly, the Giants decided. So why would you take I, talent I, away? Again, I 
you're not taking talent away. We're not getting Saquon rid of Saquon. Barkley. No, no one's getting rid of Saquon Barkley. That's a terrible idea by Zay. It's a terrible idea. I wouldn't go that far. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible <laughs> idea right now. It is. He's sitting on the bench with another knee injury. Then it was I, like, well, we should have got rid of him. Zay, you do you not remember last year, the biggest games, the Baltimore yeah. Ravens games, Green Bay, both the Minnesota but games. Jay, Jay, Saquon Barkley it. has the that. The problem is, the give other him problem a go-ahead touchdown. These guys, these guys have gotten used to this team sucking for the last eight or nine years, and so it's hard. And I get it. Me. It's hard to recognize what's going on. I'm surprised you and the Knicks. You should you should understand what happens when they start to turn things around. This team has turned it around. They've got the right quarterback. I think Saquon playing on that franchise tag. I I I don't think I don't think it matters what he does this year. He could run for 1,500 yards and catch another 800 yards worth. I think Saquon's done after this coming season, especially if this Giants offense truly does run through Daniel Jones. And I suspect that that's really what they want to do with the two tight end set, with the wide receivers. I'm telling you, I think you're going to see a different kind of offense. You're going to see Saquon on the swing like you always do. But that's that's really where, he, and Sean, right? That's where his real value is. That's what makes him better than Devontae Booker or Matt Breda or some of these other guys where he's got he's got a skill set. But we haven't it hasn't been realized since his rookie year. That's my point. So just hypothetical B. John Robinson sitting there at 25. Are you taking him or are you moving he's on? He's not. That's a big no. hypothetical. It's not. He's not, but right again, you're talking about a guy with generational talent. What does that mean? I don't know. Generational Again, talent hey, sounds Saquon insane. Barkley had generational talent. He was generational talent. We've got right, two years. It sounds on fascinating. Him. You're like, I can't pass that up. But I'm not saying we can't, but I, I'm asking you, what do you do? Because the last time we went down this route, I we passed it up. A generational talent. We got t- maybe two and a half years out of maybe. I maybe. passed it up. I would. It isn't over, Zay. So I, I don't know Look, why are you putting two and a half years? Listen, you, I want to get back on topic. You should believe that, but this is over. If anything, it's the last year of Saquon Barkley. Listen, I'm sorry. Every time you've been on here and we've talked right. about Saquon this whole no, offseason, like, we get it. You don't like Saquon. You haven't been a Saquon no. guy. We it's get it, Zay. It's not about not it liking is. Saquon. I love Saquon. His first year was as electric as you could ask. Zay, you called him a bust multiple times. Because he hasn't done anything since his first year, if I'm being real. Last year was the best thing he has done since that first year. He disappeared. Obviously, yeah, whatever. You can say injuries, whatever. That's part of the game, Sean. Being healthy okay. is part of the game. It's part of the, you know, it's part of everything that goes into your making, your being, why we want you on the team. If you're not there, it's just as bad as not being able to catch the ball. Yeah, but he was, he was healthy. He was healthy all last year and finished fourth in rushing yards. Yeah, he was so. healthy all last year. But again, like I mentioned at the end of the year, you saw the steam slow down. The yards in the, the Vikings playoff game. The Vikings playoff game. You saw the yeah, steam go after down. Two or three weeks off. Yeah, after two three weeks off, he should be. I, I mean, I would hope so. I would let hope me, so. Let, all, real quick, let me remind you that that playoff game was typical Saquon. It was a lot of one and two yard gains. <laughs> And then a couple of big runs. 
But that, that's what he brings to the offense. And then in the no, fourth I, quarter, listen, especially. Listen, no, 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 no. Listen, no doubt about it. That that's but that's let's understand something. That that's what Saquon is. Saquon's gonna give you like 15 runs for 30 yards. And then he's going to have two runs. One will be about 35 yards and one will be about 45 yards. And suddenly you're talking about like a hundred yard day. But generally speaking, uh, it's a lot of going nowhere fast. It's a lot of dump passes that get you a yard or two or three. Yeah. So I, I, okay. I I think we got to move on. Regardless, we're going to have Saquon next year. I mean, maybe, maybe you're right, Zay. Maybe they do trade him, but he's not going anywhere. I don't think don't, he's don't been a Giants guy. Listen, let's let's get back to the topic because also, I mean, you want to judge Saquon. Also, look at that offensive line. I, I do expect Evan Neal to make the jump, like we saw Andrew Thomas make the jump in his second year. But still, you got the interior. You can't just run outside the tackles. You need to be able to run inside the tackles. And, Joe, when you're talking about those small little one-yard gains, that's where it's coming from. When he breaks it off, he's going outside the tackles. Yeah, that's listen, the only consistent blocking the absolutely. Giants have right now. Yeah, look, uh, I think we all agree that uh, Andrew Thomas is great and that we certainly see uh, Neil, uh, you know, uh, making a similar stride. I think we could all agree that the guard and center combos the last couple of years, who doesn't seem to matter who it is, they're always in the backfield and they're, they're always on their asses. So, yeah, I, you know, we talked about last year that, that they should have loaded up on linemen and they didn't, they loaded up on cornerbacks and that didn't get them anywhere. So, yeah, listen, I, I think it's, it, the other problem you run into is that the Giants have always been a team that drafts by best player available. And I've always hated that philosophy. You know, it's like, Hey, we've already got plenty at this position, but here's another guy. Generally speaking, that was defensive end for the Giants for the longest time. Uh, you'd have pro bowl defensive ends and you'd have somebody like Matthias Kiwanuk. And it's like, gotta get another one. Can't pass that guy up. So, look, they've got really specific needs here. Obviously, offensive line, wide receiver, cornerback, or, or, or safety is obviously an issue that needs to be addressed. They got they got the picks. They got to make some moves here. Uh, it would have been nice to see more uh, focus on that offensive line in in free agency. I think that that they 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 added some depth pieces, but it was nice to get somebody on that line that that's serviceable because you do, you really do need three linemen. Now that whole interior is a rack. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I like what they did as far as wide receiver goes. I, I know a lot of people, I, we've talked about it before on the show. Everyone says the number one need is wide receiver. When I, I thought that for a while, but I mean, you, you didn't really bring in a, a number one wide receiver. Yeah. Darren Waller's he's a tight end. And he can be a number one pass catcher. But also, I I don't like to compare. I mean, we've done it in the past. I don't like to compare Giants teams. But go back to the 2012 Super Bowl. Who was the number one guy there? You had Akeem Hicks. He was good. Uh, and, and then you also had and you also had Mario Manningham, who was all right. None of those guys were number ones. You have all these decent guys. If Daniel Jones is really the guy, he can get those guys. He can get the Paris Campbells. He can get the 
Darius Slayton. Victor Cruz had fifteen hundred receiving yards that year. That's what I'm saying. Was it Victor Cruz not there? Was I, am I crazy? A quiet fifteen hundred, according to Chase. I, I mean, Chase, I understand what you're saying. I, yeah, I, I actually, I, I actually, uh, Victor I, Cruz I, wasn't really the, the number one wide receiver, though. He never right, really listen, was. Yeah, he was a nice yeah. deep threat, but he wasn't like that guy. That was in that one year. Hold on, hold right. on. It was I, a different I, offense completely. Well, yeah, they run first, run first. Offense, yeah, right? I mean that offense it. was was incredibly there, and so I understand what you're saying. It doesn't, it didn't feel like Victor Cruz had great numbers. But it wasn't like – it didn't feel like a number one receiver. It wasn't a guy you were going to throw 10, 10 balls to in a game. Um, Hakeem Nicks had 1,200 yards that year. Y'all forget about Hakeem Nicks. He was the number one receiver. I, well, again, I exactly. think people, there was no people forget how good Eli Manning was. Yeah. I was, get what they're saying, Jason. But good. Nicks was the number one receiver that year. You had Mario Manningham. Steve's, no, Steve Slayton was 08. Reception uh, wise, it was Hicks, and then yards wise, it was Cruz. So, I I, I don't know. He, there wasn't a clear cut number one guy, and I think Giants football, you don't need that. So I I think really the bigger need, the biggest needs. I'm I obviously think you a big guy. It it's got to be interior. You didn't need it in in 2012. It was a different NFL. The NFL was slowly shifting towards what it is today, but it still wasn't quite there yet. I, I think I, now you need listen. It's it's obvious that the Giants need for there needs to be somebody on this field that Daniel Jones can throw the ball to on third and five, third and six, and they catch the goddamn ball. They they need that so bad. No one's emerged. Maybe Darren Waller if he can stay healthy. Maybe Sterling Shepard if he can stay healthy. I think receiver is still a, a major concern. I think if you can get. Uh, somebody like Jordan Addison from uh, uh, UC, uh, uh, from USC. That that's a guy I would get. But again, I don't want to see the Giants overreach on a on a. I don't know if I like Zay Flowers uh, in this twenty fifth spot. I don't know that he would do it for me. I would go that far. I think Jackson Smith and Zay Flowers are the one two exceptions I would make. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is actually going to be one of those players. He's going to be one of those guys. One of those players that you look like if you take him. You're going to look back on it at some point next year and be like, wow, that was an amazing pickup. To me, he feels like that guy. I, I just, I really do like Jackson Smith. I've been watching him all year. I watched him torch Notre Dame the first week of the first week of the season. That boy can play. He absolutely has hands. He has big hands. He knows how to react to the ball. And my biggest thing I always say about this, his brother already plays professional sports. People think that doesn't mean anything. But having someone who understands how to act and how to, you know, be when you're a professional athlete, especially playing in New York, playing in New York, you're under the biggest radar you could probably be in in sports. And I think having someone like him who understands how things go, how the system works, he'll fit in. I think the biggest issue was Odell. What Odell was, it got spotlight got too big for him. He was great talent. He was great where we wanted but off the field, it was too big for him. He was too involved in everything. He was party there, party this, party that. And New York will do that to you. I think bringing in a kid like Jackson Smith, who you know his family has been around this. They know, they understand how it is to be professional around, and you know, in sports, be professional. I think that's going to work out perfect. So for him, for me, he's one of those guys I would take at 25. Not many other receivers, I would take him at 25. Zay's so, firing uh, strays all over the place. 
First fire on it. Saquon now. No, bro, I, I Smith, bro. I'm I'm just doing it, bro. Like I said, that's my rookie of the year. Early. Got that's my rookie of the year early. I game. like that. But I, I I that that's a guy I don't think is gonna be there for the Giants. Like that Joe said it off the rip. Like this is just who's gonna fall to the Giants. Like this isn't last year. You don't have two top ten picks. You don't really get your pick. You, you just gotta play the play the cards you're dealt. You never know. There'll be teams probably looking to move back. There'll be teams. The Giants could take an opportunity to move up or move a player. Move. We don't know what. So the you're saying trade away. I, now you're saying move up. Based, based on I've seen mock drafts where the Giants ended up with Zay Flowers at twenty five. We don't know how this is going to go, and we know what Joe says about mock drafts. It's just somebody just blowing smoke up our ass, basically. They don't know what's going to happen as much as we don't. There's going to be trades. There's going to be movements. There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be teams you think had a need that they may feel that need earlier than what we expected. You know how the draft goes. It's, it's why we watch it every year, even though it's just people picking players. It's the, There's no entertainment factor in it. We're not watching anything special. We're watching players get picked on teams and get moved around. And yeah. that's why it's it, it's I'm, I'm never going to assume an outcome. There's okay. a good chance, you know. I, I, you all right, all right. You know what? So all off season, I gotta I gotta be honest with you. I've been getting extremely irritated with that. And and if you're a Giants fan and you're watching this or listening to this, let me tell you something. You are so stupid. Like the, the some of the worst fans in the history of the sport. Let me just put that out there. I know it's been a rough eleven years, right? Since the the 2012 Super Bowl, it's been a lot. I know it's it's so terrible, and we're so privileged that we we just expect we just expect that that uh, again. Look at the Knicks. Proof that you can go 20 years in New York and suck. Yeah, this team, this team is has has gone through the ringer over the last few years. Slowly but surely, uh, they've drafted better. They've done a much better job of getting the right personnel, getting the right coaching, getting the right people in the front office, and getting this owner out of everybody's ass because he's awful. <laughs> Here's the thing: Daniel Jones had a breakout. If you don't recognize that, you don't you don't watch football and you don't understand it. And you are one of those emotional people who just doesn't want to admit when you're wrong. And that's fine. But you're wrong. This guy was one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC last year. That's indisputable, the numbers he put up. The Giants don't make the postseason without Daniel Jones. Plain and simple. That's why Daniel Jones got $40 million a year. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand something as simple as market value and what market value is. Agreed. Okay. So get over yourselves. Obviously this guy's got to go out there and he's got to outperform. Now, as for whoever they draft, it's fun. This is a fun time of the year for people like Zay. You know, I hate mock drafts. Yes, but it's nice. I've seen where guys have come to visit. Matter of fact, A. Sean Robinson came to visit, and I saw a bunch of piss-poor, sad excuse for Giants fans. Well, that'll never work. They don't have any money. Well, they did make it work, and they do have money, and you're a moron. You don't know what you don't understand salary caps. You don't understand how front offices in the NFL work. Shut your mouth and enjoy what's happening, plain and simple. Yeah. Tell him, Joe. 
I yeah, I'm with you, Joe. I, I I've been a big mock draft guy in the past, and I've looked at this year, and it's 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 wild. Like people do whatever they want. At least do some research, and then like people doing all six rounds of mocks. That's that's stupid. Just do the first. That's all that really matters. That's madness. But uh, you can't assume that far. We don't. You don't know what's gonna happen. You really don't. It's fun. It is fun to do. Have fun, but like do some research. Actually, put some thought in. Like I, I, I saw people putting Jackson Smith and Jigba as the Giants' second round pick. Like that does not make sense at all. That's not going to happen. Do some uh, research. Crazy, crazy shit is That's happening. not going to. Okay. We've seen, we've seen players fall. I don't want to assume that. We've seen players. I, maybe I'm just being optimistic because I want them that bad. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, all right. Listen, before we move on, I. Zay gave his name, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Sean, who do you want the most to wear that Giants uniform after uh, Thursday night? Uh, I mean, if Jackson Smith and Jigba was there, I would definitely run straight up um, to put him in as a 25th pick. I just don't think he's fallen that far. Um, I think he's looked at as the best receiver in the draft. So you never know. Like Zay said, um, things could happen. He could end up falling. But um, in a league where it's so pass-happy, um, teams want receivers, uh, especially like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he'd fit a lot of systems. I don't think he'll be there. So I would love to have him, but I just don't see it happening. So I do like Zay Flowers a lot. Um, I know that he's on the smaller side. I know he's like another slot receiver who the Giants already have a lot of. But I think that Brian Dable, what he does best is, you know, utilizing the talent he has, um, not really staying specific to one scheme, but scheming it around the, the players he has. So – I think he could definitely find a way to, you know, have Zay Flowers make a big impact in this offense, even though we do have a lot of similar type players. Um, but if we were to go with a big body receiver, I think really the only one that deserves a first round grade would be Quentin Johnson. Um, I know he's a little bit inconsistent in his route running. Um, he doesn't have a big route tree. But if you do want that big number one receiver, our only real outside receiver right now is Darius Slayton. So I think that would make a lot of sense. Um, he can give you a lot of explosive plays. We know that Daniel Jones, you know, likes to throw the deep ball. We didn't see it a lot in the offense last year. But his first couple of years in the league, um, we saw that he did a lot, did that a lot. So I would I would probably say Zay Flowers because I think he could be a big addition. But also I, w- I would keep an eye on Quentin Johnson because uh, I think that's a receiver that Joe Shane uh, in this front office would, would like to go after. For the record, I called the last Giants receiver drafted. I called the Kadarius Tony draft before the draft. Just wanted to put that out. You there. were you were very high on Kadarius Stone. And they drafted him and he won a Super Bowl last year. <laughs> huh? All right, Joe, you, you got a name for me? Yeah, Deontay Banks from Maryland. I think uh, he's a, a top notch corner, one of the best uh, in, in the draft. Uh, again, whether or not these guys are available to the Giants there, but I, I think that's very likely if if you've got Banks or or a shutdown corner type there. I think that that might be the move. I do, uh, Jace. I think you were sort of saying this before. As far as the wide receiver position is concerned, it's a much better room right now, and so it wouldn't. It, where again, right? And this is why I hate mocks. Whereas wide receiver was a huge priority for this team. If this team doesn't use any of their ten picks in this draft. On a wide receiver, I would be all right with that, and I wouldn't be shocked by it. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't but all right. right? Whereas, hey. like two months ago, that was a must that they had to go out and get a stud receiver of some sort. Now I don't know that they'll even waste a pick there. 
If you could promise me Wandell Robinson is going to be 100 and, you know, all these other guys, Colin Johnson and Isaiah Hodgins and all these other guys are going to be amazing, then I could be on board with that. I just don't see a number one there. I I still think they need that I number one. They need I, I think it's a lot of good twos and threes on the receiver. They got board. talent, not an alpha. They need an alpha in the room. That's what I think. They need an alpha. Though. Look, like I said, I want someone that can catch the ball third and third and five. There, there's got to be somebody that Daniel Jones, when he needs to complete a pass, that that's the guy he's going to throw the football to. I think it could be Darren Waller if Darren Waller can stay healthy. It's a big Listen, if, I understand. I, I also think, like, some of these guys, like the Isaiah Hodgins, like Wandale Robinson, all these – Guys, an extra year in Dable's system, uh, you you can see leaps and bounds. I, I think you can see growth from that as well. So I, who knows? I, I'm, I, I don't think wide receiver is as big of a need. A name I'm going to throw out, Emmanuel Forbes. I, I've seen this guy go uh, mocked all over the place. So I, I don't know if he falls to them. This guy from Mississippi State in the SEC, Joe, you do uh, college football. You know how tough the SEC is. Yep. He had a single-digit passer rating on his tar- uh, on people he was covering. This guy's very uh, Sauce Gardner s. I don't know why he's not getting as much of as much of the love as he should. And and he had a f- fantastic uh, combine too. I I don't know why the, this guy's being overlooked so much. If he falls to the Giants, the the that that's I want that to happen. He, this kid's gonna be a stud. Chase not picking a lineman. <laughs> I'm so shocked. Hey, it's the one year you could have said lineman, and we ought to have been like done this what four years hey. in a row, and this is the first year you. Hey, I was right with Evan Neal last year. I gotta say that you were you, you, you were right about picking him. We don't know if we were right about him, but you're right about picking him. Look, we want the Andrew Thomas, but I'm not assuming the Andrew Thomas. That's not how life All right. Yeah. We will see Thursday. I'm I'm excited. I mean, I I've I always love the draft. Um let's see what the Giants do. Let's see Joe Shane on his full display again. Great offseason. Great moves. Now he's got another task with the draft and I think there is I mean I think this is more so than the past couple years I think this is a draft you want to turn tune in on day two and three as well because I think there could be some guys that uh, can make a pretty big impact uh, those days as well. But uh, yeah, listen, the- again, not for nothing, ten picks. That's a lot of potential yeah. starters there, uh, day one and day two. So yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, I right, sticking with the draft, but moving on from the Giants, number one overall pick. Uh, we saw the Panthers trade up, get that pick. Um, at first it was going to be Bryce Young. Then, uh, all the rumors about his height and his build, uh, put CJ Stroud up there. Now there's rumors coming about CJ Stroud and the Wonderlick test scoring an 18% people hesitant there. Uh, you obviously have, uh, Anthony Richardson after his pro day, after his combine, he's jumped up boards. Uh, Will Levis is another guy that's been uh, talked about going up there. If you're the Carolina Panthers, who is the 
number one overall pick. You're going with in or or the real question is who is the best quarterback in this draft? Zay, you look like you're antsy to say something. Who you got? I don't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft, if I'm being honest. They come from schools that don't win at all. If I, I'm just being honest. Alabama, Ohio State. No, he doesn't mean win win at all. He means that when they get to the NFL, when they get to the NFL school produces anything, and he's not wrong. USC, Alabama, Ohio State, those quarterbacks have never won Super Bowls in the NFL. Not one quarterback from those schools has ever won a Super Bowl. Wait. Ever. Alabama? Who from Alabama has won a quarter, uh, Super Bowl? Joe Namath. And All Joe right. Hurst just got there. If Joe Namath did, I'm as well. sorry. I remember him outside of that. And I don't think – did Joe Namath even go to Alabama? Yes, sure. yes, he did. Sure did. You don't remember Super Bowl three, Zay? What are you doing here? Yeah, Alabama also has the – it's the school that's tied with the most Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. So, granted, it was all in the past. No, it is but, not. Uh, yes, it is. They have – No, it is not. Okay. Keep talking, Zay. I'll look it up for you. I'll fact check you. Why is Alabama – why isn't Bryce Young the guy? I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see nothing special with these kids, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I, I watched them just like you guys did. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything special. I'm sorry. I don't see an it factor. I don't – even Anthony Richardson, I just see another inaccurate Cam Newton. Like, I don't see nothing special about this quarterback draft class that everybody sees special. It, it, it's – I mean, it's laughable. I, I I wish Carolina the best. They've had a rocky quarterback situation. I could honestly see them taking Anthony Richardson, hoping for another Cam Newton situation. Hopefully, they they think maybe they can train him or push him a certain way. Whatever. I I, I got to be honest with you. First time in a long time, I really don't care about the first overall pick. I feel like this draft is a lot deeper than the first round. I don't think a lot of the future starters are going to come in the first round. So. It's damned if you do with the quarterbacks. Bryce Young, uh, <laughs> CJ Strout, Will Levitt. Was he in, what was he at Kentucky or some crap like he that? He played yeah. for Kentucky. Okay. They have a pro style offense. He'll be Hold ready on. day one, Zay. Hold <laughs> on. I, uh, just to get back to Zay's point Bart Starr, Joe Namath, Ken Stabler. Okay, three go. quarterbacks that we've never seen play. All right. Outside of that, when have they had uh, outside of those three? They don't, they, they have the most Super Bowls as quarterbacks. Zay, That's, I feel you, bro. In our lifetime, none, none of these schools has done anything LSU, to make you feel like none, none of them. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and take this a step further. I, I I've had my doubts on C.J. Stroud for a while, and he's an idiot. He's kind of a dumb person. Uh, that's basically what we've established here. He knows football, but he's kind of stupid. Um, and so it, that's got to be a concern for teams. I think it does end up costing him, even though he's the bigger quarterback. Fact of the matter is, is look, Bryce Young, if there is a quarterback in this draft who's who's uniquely talented and has the ability to be successful at this level, it will be Bryce Young. Does that mean he's going to be? Not necessarily. I think we've seen a lot more bust, and I agree with you, Zay. I don't love this class of quarterbacks. I don't love it. I do I do think Bryce Young will be the best of the bunch. I don't think Anthony Richardson will ever actually start a game in the NFL, and if he does, 
it'll be one and it won't go well and he'll never play in the in the league again and and it'll be it'll be kind of like uh who was your guy there your Notre Dame guy from a few years ago book who was your guy? Oh, oh yeah, Ian Book. Oh, Ian Book. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's gonna be one of those. It's, uh, it's gonna start week sixteen. Uh, it's not gonna go well, and and then he goes bye bye, and uh, Casey Keenum starts the next week or whoever. That's what's gonna happen here. Uh, this I keep hearing though. Will Levi, uh, Levi, whatever his name is, uh, Kentucky pro style offense. He could start day one. Just shut up. Are you talking about? No way. Listen, I sacked There's, Will Levis, so if he's I think, not look, NFL I think you look at last same. year's draft where really, other than uh, Pickens, it was slim Pickens uh, <laughs> in, in, that, in that draft last year. Dude, not for nothing. Desmond Ritter, that's not an NFL quarterback. And if you watch them play, I I, I think yeah, they're all aware of it at this point. It's it those guys were lousy. Uh, all those uh, third and fourth, fifth round picks. I don't think it's it's going to get much better in this one. And and honestly, um, I think Bryce Young will be the starter for Carolina for several years. There'll be underwhelming years, and I think it'll be one of those, Zay, where it's like we're so enamored with the talent that the the mediocre results will make them think like, one more year, and this guy's going to – and it's never going to happen. Think Sam Darnold, but different. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds you of the – what's the quarterback that the Tennessee Titans just took last year? Malik um, Willis. Malik Willis, who everyone was like, oh, he's going to turn around. He's going to be the fastest to translate. Then he gets on the field and looks an absolute mess. They got to put him back on the bench. Now they don't know what the hell to do. Running back or quarterback, they're screwed <laughs> because Tannehill is obviously, you know, down at this point, it's crossroads with that situation. So I agree. Again, Joe's right. This, yeah. this is a sloppy quarterback it's weird it's weird too to hear that these guys might go one two three four because yeah that's just i'm just looking at last year's draft where you know there was like who else is going in the first well nobody uh because nobody deserves it and again i think outside of bryce young i i could see why people are optimistic about cj stroud but honestly dude to hear he scored an 18 Listen, that's like some Jamarcus Russell kind of numbers, dude. That's bad. Listen, there that's is like a context. Real, that's a big dumb dumb. Listen, I I need to put context because I I was watching. Uh, what shout color out to Pat crayon McAfee did he show. use to fill no, it out? Listen, I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier today. They had the head of the Wonderlick test on, and uh, he cleared some stuff up. It was during uh, the combine week, so he CJ Stroud had a lot of stuff going on. He didn't sleep that well. Hey, listen, you can take it however you want. But then he retested. He retested, and no one's talking about that. And he did a lot better. He was really good. Zay, 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 you take a test, you bomb it. Now you know all the answers. You take it again. I mean, unless you're a total moron. When you're going through media all day, and then just all of a sudden, hey, you didn't get a lot of sleep before. Hey, Jace, listen, they've been doing that Wonderlack test for like 40 years. Yeah. yeah, and the guys that score eighteen, you know what happens to them? They're out of the league in two years. What about Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders out of the league in two years. Not even years. taking it. The, the, 
Yeah, he didn't he fail didn't it. it. He said, I'm not taking it. He didn't he fail didn't it. Make it. No. <laughs> bro, bro if you score under a 20, you're a oh, stupid man. person. I don't care how little sleep you've gotten. I don't care how much media day was taking up your time. In 18 means you're stupid. Listen, everything. Jamarcus Russell defenses, had like bro. a 16. I think uh, I think CJ Stroud's agents probably slipped a little money to those uh, Wonderlick people uh, to get on Pat the show and, and say something nice. Yeah, about give him twenty five. Hey, or they or they slip, uh, exactly. or there, or he just doesn't want to go to Carolina. Who wants to go to Carolina? Let's be real here. Oh yeah, because I don't want to get paid millions to play football. He's really he's, he's still going to get paid millions play. if he's like taken by the Colts or something. Yes, but yeah. the idea of going number one, more money, more guaranteed money, longer contract, that top 10 gets dip paid differently than 11 to the end. They get paid completely different. He's still going top 10 if he's not going yeah. to the to the, to the I think Panthers. he would still go. I think he would still go to the Texans or the Colts. It would, yeah. still, it would be uh, embarrassing. I don't know. No, it would be embarrassing if you got picked second to a guy that scored an 18 on the Wonderlack. I'm sorry to say, but that's uh, whoever ends up with CJ Stroud. Just recognize that you've got a player on your hands who will probably struggle to read a playbook, who will probably get arrested for doing something. What? It'll be something. They'll be showing his penis to somebody <laughs> somewhere he shouldn't be. You know, like what? Behind, Behind a grocery store, or because this guy didn't do good on a test, he's gonna Bro, be because a guy who scores act in the, in, a guy in who the scores in eighteen is a mental midget, and I, I I'm telling you, though, I was already worried about this guy in the biggest game of the year, the two biggest games of the year. He really didn't show up. Um, I'm just saying against Ohio State, Bro, I, against the, the, uh, Penn State. The two was, biggest games, the, 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 yeah, that was on the kicker, in the dude. Yeah. In the playoff. What are you talking about, Joe? Listen, yeah, if you want to diss me. him, if you want to diss him, don't, I, I don't want to hear stuff off the field. I, I don't care about a test. I, I don't 18. care. Listen, if you want to talk about how good his wide receivers were, Jamarcus how he Russell had all type these numbers. <laughs> okay. But uh, listen. It, listen, if that's okay by you, it's why you'll never be the, the you'll never run a franchise. If you don't think that scoring an 18 on an intelligence test is important for your quarterback, for crying out loud. But it, one thing, one test is not going to talk Where's about Jamarcus on the field Russell? stuff. Joe, if you want to say he had a bunch of talent and that's why he was great, go ahead. I, I can understand that. But talk about on the field. He's been reading plays. He reads progressions. He makes Dude. great plays on the field. I don't care what he does. Uh, if he is dumb yeah, off the field, he if he's dumb in class. Name on an autograph, nothing to be concerned. And, and there's there. been no no issues off the field as, as far as, like, his personality, as they far as, like, legal on that stuff. Marcus Russell when Jesus. he scored a 14, and it was yeah. all downhill from that test until he retired from the NFL Two years later, Jace, there are 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. You don't want your quarterback to be the big dummy. You can't be the 32nd quarterback. I I don't care. I understand you guys are saying that. But if you're going to diss him, at least talk about his on the field play. 
you can coach. Uh, uh, you At least coach, talk about what he's done on coach, the field. You can coach a baby. Because that's what, the, when it gets down to it, that's what he's going to be doing. He's going to be on the field. That's where his real uh, productivity matters is yes. on the field. You can't coach intelligence. You can't coach. The NFL is completely different than college. You're talking about different blitz schemes, different packages, different coverages, different disguises, different formations. Everything is completely different, and you're getting it all in one dose now. It's not like you're playing in college where certain teams may run one system on defense and run that for the full game. You're talking about an NFL-style system where different teams are going to run different defenses for different scenarios, different situations. You have to be smart enough to know, oh, shit, that's a that's a corner, not an outside linebacker over there. You got to be able to pick up who's blitzing, who's the mic, who's not coming. You have to know how to adjust offensive line, adjust coverages, know how to pick the right run play if you're running, if you're going, to, if you have to make adjustments, audibles. There's all these things that you have to be able to break down in a couple of seconds. You only have 24 seconds on that play clock. You don't want the big dummy there trying to break this down all day. He's not going to be able way. to sit out there with a piece Thank of paper you, and pencil and draw the shit out. By the way. That's what I wanted, Zay. Thank you. By the way, <laughs> Bring it I on forgot. to the field. That's what I want. I forgot. I forgot. We, we got to talk about Vince Young for a minute. Vince Young, who's similar to C.J. Stroud, height-wise, skill-wise, skill he scored a seven. On that test, how'd that go? He got on the cover of Madden. How'd that go? He went two more years. He started. He started off good. And then Lamar Jackson scored a thirteen on that test. It's no reason. No wonder nobody wants. Nobody wants to give that guy two hundred fifty million dollars. Jace, why is that? Because he represents himself. Right. You know why? You know why he represents himself? Because he's stupid. He's Dude, stupid. That's I mean, why he still doesn't have a contract because you're talking about a guy who scored a 13 on the Wonderlack who was so damn stupid he thought he would go out and uh, uh, sign his own contract. How's that working out, Jace? How's that working out for you? He's getting blackballed. No, he's not getting Cause, blackballed. Because, uh, yeah, the agents have uh, yeah. have uh, relationships with the teams, and he, he doesn't have an agent. so He's a stupid person. Uh, to be fair, Lamar. Seen on the Wonderlack test. Listen, we'll talk about Lamar later. Let's let's get back to this. Uh, Lamar is yeah, a different time. So, so uh, before we move on, Sean, are you, are you with the idea of Bryce Young being the best QB? Uh, I think CJ Stroud will be the best QB. Um, he might you. be a big Dumbo like we've uh, hit on for the past uh, couple minutes, but uh, I think that he's going to be better than Bryce Young. Um, I think that the Panthers are going to go with Bryce Young, and then other than that, I think Hendon Hooker. Um, who will be later on in the draft? I think he has a good chance. To, he had a bad uh, score succeed. too. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, 40. he's got enough experience. He should be ready to go at this. Point. <laughs> that's it's now and never. Get off, should have get off the pyre, Hooker. You're almost thirty-five. You gotta make. Yeah, he's gonna happen. be. He's gonna be a vet QB as a rookie. So this is uh, a I think that will play well. In the NFL, you can't, you can't stay in the minors for ten years and then come up and play. <laughs> You're not Aaron Judge. Get out there, and- Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, Giants legend. Kurt Warner. Yeah, but, right. uh, Giants legend. Yeah, yeah I think CJ Stroud's the best. But I, I, think Hooker, <laughs> I think Hendon Hooker could uh, have success right away. All right, uh, let's move on from the quarterbacks. I, 
Yeah, I, I am with you guys, though. I think this is – the the need of quarterback is overshadowing how how good the quarterbacks are this year because uh, I, I, I think – That's every It's, it's Bryce Young. Yeah, it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I think one of those guys can be something. They're going to be need to put in the right situation. They're going to be need to be built around like any quarterback. Uh, but I, I think they do have the potential to break out. But I, I, either way, I, I don't see them making like an immediate impact. But uh, speaking of immediate impacts, let's take a break from the quarterbacks. Who just throughout this whole draft, who do you expect to make the biggest immediate impact on whatever team drafts them? Zay, for you, is it Jackson Smith and Jigba? Well, if he's on the Giants, of course. Um, <laughs> you also mentioned B. John Robinson, too. Yeah, I think B. John. And, and here's why. I think there are teams who have that huge need at running back who are adjusting running back, like a Bills team, for example, in Eagles, who if they were to get them would probably push them over the top. And just being real, the Eagles are very talented. They have a great stable of running backs. And if you could put someone like him who is a real good blend of balance at a running back, he could probably push that team over the top. He could push, like I said, a, a, a Bills over the top. He's someone who I think in the right situation in that – that goes with any player in this draft having an impact. It has to come down to being in the right situation because like we mentioned before, if you're a quarterback who's a big dummy and you're on a team with no weapons, it doesn't matter what you do out there. You're not going to have a good season. That's just how it goes. And that normally happens with the first couple of picks because they're normally taken by the worst teams in the league. So I would say if Bijan can fall into a position where it's a team that's a running back away, I would say, cool. Because, again, look at a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco, he wasn't looked at as the best running back last year, but he came into a team like the Chiefs who needed a running back. He filled that position, and he helped the Chiefs get over the top last year. He was one of the guys who helped them get over the top. And, again, Bijan is just the guy for me right now. All right. It sucks that uh, I see a lot of people. The the Cowboys are looking at B. John, the Eagles. The, the Cowboys That's are going to be running back away, too. They, they, Zeke has been sh- for a couple of years. Imagine having a good running back back there. Cowboys will never spot. be one piece away. It's many. a good spot to be in, though, when you're looking at a running back in the first round at this point. Like, if that's where your team's at, you got a, you got a pretty good roster. Yeah. And yeah, it should be interesting. But uh, I I I like B. John Robinson a lot. I I don't. I I think he can be great, but I don't know. Like there's, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. He should be interesting. It does depend on where he goes. But uh, Joe, I know that you are a big Bama guy. Uh. Yes. Do you like you Will Anderson? To, you, I was just going to say Will <laughs> Anderson Jr. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got to tell you, this guy, this guy by season's end uh, will have the biggest impact uh, on whoever decides not to go quarterback. And I think it's weird. Texans, no one's talking about him, really. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's, and I think, you know, look, Jalen Carter uh, at, at five, uh, they're talking, uh, going, going to uh, the Seahawks. If that's true. That's insane, uh, because to me that's just another guy. That that's a uh, that's an Aaron Donald type 
that that guy's like uh, uh, next level uh, as far as uh, the skill set. So, yeah, I would say uh, if not Will Anderson Jr., who I think is going to be an absolute beast in this league, then Jalen Carter, uh, my God, makes that an improved hey. Seattle defense that much better. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna rip on CJ Stroud for having a bad Wonderlick test, I'm gonna rip on Jalen Carter for that pro day. He looked terrible. Yeah. He looked awful. Coming yeah. in overweight. Coming off the panting. murder, I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, really. Anything, anything. And you're gonna say that CJ Stroud's gonna have off the field issues, but praise Jalen Carter who actually has off the field issues. I want my D lineman to have a bad nasty. Oh attitude. yeah. I hey, want that. I'm with you, Zay. <laughs> I don't want him to be soft. I want him to be nasty. I want him to be some Donovan Sue type of player. Yeah, my lineman can shoot people. Someone can die in a DUI wreck. That's fine. If my quarterback Jesus does anything Christ. wrong or scores under a 20, we got problems. The uh, greatest linebacker in the NFL history. He shot someone before the Super Bowl. Like, you got to have that edge. I want that type of edge on my team. <laughs> Okay. You know how man you got to be to go shoot somebody and go play in the Super Bowl? Shout out to Ray Lewis. But that's. that's... Uh, yeah. Not a guy you're going to mess with, Zay. That's is an it? emotional roller coaster right there. You, you, you toughed it out, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess as Giants fans, look at look at LT. Look at what. I, I, okay. Look, but he's different, different, different thing. Coke controlled the emotions differently in the 80s. That was a whole nother ball game. We. we but he was still that guy. You still that killer, and he was still like that. So I, I get what you're saying. I, I got to tell you though, honestly, I think the answer to this question is definitely going to be a defensive player. Really? Interesting. Well, again, listen. I, I think if if you look at some of the defensive players that are going to go in this first round of this draft. You're again, and I, uh, I don't know why we're not talking more about Will Anderson Jr. I don't know why we're not more uh, talking more about Deontay Banks, or why we're not talking more about Jalen Carter. Some great defensive players in here, and yeah, again, Forbes. I think a lot of the off, yeah, Jace, a lot of the offensive players in this draft are talented, uniquely talented in some cases, dumb in other cases, but I think question marks across the board. And so if I'm a team and I'm drafting defense in this draft here, I feel a lot better than the teams that are looking for a quarterback, especially. I think the, the wide receivers, I think it I think it trails off after the first couple of guys. And I don't think you have a very deep uh wide receiver draft here. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I I do think I think wide receiver is kind of deep just because at the top, like there's I mean, a lot of stars. I mean, no. for superstars, Jace, no, like legit, I, I, legit superstars in this, in this league. I, I, I do. I, I think wide receiver is deep, but not really because I think a lot of teams don't have it as a need. So I think the, the three guys you, you could see falling and getting like later in the round. It, so I guess that's not necessarily deep. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. But, I uh, think you and I are somewhat on the same page. Yeah. I think we're thinking the same thing, and I think we're thinking about it from slightly different angles. But it's going to be a good draft. But, again, I think if you're drafting defense, you're in a good spot because I think the guys, the defensive players are, there's no doubt about 
uh, a lot of these guys and and how good they're going to be. Yeah. All right, Sean, who you got? Yeah, I was going to go with Will Anderson as well. Um, I agree with Joe that I think it's going to be a defensive guy. Um, but another guy I think that could have a huge impact right away is uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, uh, the corner. I know that you're a big Emmanuel Forbes guy, which I think he'll be really good too. But I think he could have a, a Sauce Gardner-type impact. Um, he's a longer cornerback who you know has a lot of pass deflections, not a lot of teams throw at him, super athletic, super long. So I think that he'll have um, a big impact in – Helping a team secondary, which we know is obviously huge in the NFL um, with guys all over the place, receivers. So, uh, yeah, I think Christian Gonzalez would be great. And then Will Anderson, I agree with you guys. I don't know why he's not getting uh, a lot more buzz. Obviously, two years ago, he had a really great year. Um, last year, still a really good year, but he didn't really live up to the numbers he did to the previous year. So I think that's why uh, he's getting maybe disrespected a little bit, but he's going to be a stud. Um, pass rushers are so huge for defenses um, getting after the quarterback and he could do a little bit more than that he could help and run support so I do think that he's going to be a star and uh, I think that he'll definitely have a huge impact on whatever team drafts him yeah uh, I like all those yeah I, I'm with you guys I it is the defense is very very heavy this year like I mentioned uh, earlier though I do think you can find some guys later in, in later rounds. Uh, offensively, I think running backs as well. I think that's kind of sneaky deep. Uh, you got some decent guys who w- might be able to be like part of the committee or something. Um, but for me, I am going to go offense, and I'm going to go big guy. I'm going to go out of Northwestern, Peter Sk- uh, uh the This dude's a beast. He's a monster. Um, obviously Northwestern isn't that good. I mean, uh, big 10 football is what it is, but it, this guy plays smash mouth football. He drives people that, de- uh, de- down the field. He's great in pass blocking and run blocking. And this is a guy that he can move around the offensive line as well. Um, I know he plays tackle a lot. Uh, he has played guard in the past as well. So he can move a- along there. Um, and right now a lot of people are putting him coming from Northwestern, the bears trading back. I think you put that there, you give, uh, a guy like Justin Fields. If he can't find a, find a target down the field, you know, you're going to have one lane open, one guy you can run behind. And I I think Skornski is going to be that guy. And we saw Justin Fields take a step before. Uh, I think you add someone like this on the O-line. That was really, really bad. Uh, I think he's just going to continue to grow and develop. Uh, I had had to give my nod to an O-lineman somewhere. So that's where I'm going with Peterson. Yeah, this is why he didn't pick an O-lineman for uh, the Giants before. He had to <laughs> save his O-line segment for uh, for later on. No, because, I, I mean, coming. this is the only guy, I think. Like, this is the guy. Um, right. Do you like Paris Paris Johnson? Yeah, but but I think Skornski's that, that guy in this, as far as O-line goes. I think he's the best of the bunch. But uh, I it, it should be interesting. Um, it, it's always fun. Um, I, I like that we didn't do a mock draft this year because I feel like those kind of have dragged in the past. So, like this, we, we know who, who knows there might be some guy we didn't mention at all that's gonna break out and we're gonna look stupid. But uh, I, I don't not as that. not we as know. stupid as CJ Stroud. 
apparently. But, uh, <laughs> all right. I mentioned it at the top of the show. Let's get to it now. Let's talk about some trades. Starting off, the Jets and the Packers finally agree agree on a deal to send Aaron Rodgers to New York. Uh, the terms of that, uh, the Jets and Packers pick swap uh, their first-round picks this year. So the Packers get the 13th pick. Uh, the Jets get the 15th pick. Um, and the Packers also receive a second and sixth round this year. And they also get a conditional second round pick for next year that can turn into a first round pick. If Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays next year, uh, Joe, I have talked about Sean about this when, when, uh, after, uh, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and said he was playing and I'm playing in New York. Joe, I haven't gotten uh, to pick your brain about this yet. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Big Apple to play for the Jets? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, listen, Aaron Rodgers is uh, finished as a quarterback. And I don't know that things are going to work out well here for the Jets. This is a good trade for the Jets. Uh, you know, it, this isn't something that's going to cost them drastically. And you still have... Uh, your boy Wilson uh, on the sideline for when this eventually fades out and Aaron Rodgers hangs it up to go sit in silence out in the jungle or whatever it is that he does these days. But I think we saw last year uh, that, and I knew it was going to happen. I told you the Packers weren't going to make the the playoffs and despite his best efforts, they, they just couldn't get there. Uh, this guy needs wide receivers and the Jets have a better wide receiving crew than the Packers have, but I don't know. It's the Jets. Whatever works out for the Jets. Not this, not anything. I I mean, can you at least agree that they were a quarterback away last year that they were playing great football? The defense was great. That they had both rookie of the years, it, it was just the quarterback play that wasn't living up to the rest of the team. Yeah, maybe. I guess we'll find out. But I just don't know if this is the right quarterback because, again, dude, the, he he was pretty. I mean, again, another one of my fantasy guys. So I was up, I was up on it all year, Sean. He was awful. He didn't have a he didn't have a three hundred yard game last year. He was. He was very below average in the NFL. Kind of like what the Jets already have at a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and this was a, a desperation move for the Jets. Um, I mean, obviously, they needed that quarterback to put in there. Zach Wilson was an absolute nightmare for them uh, with that number two pick. So I don't think it will work out for the Jets either. I think Aaron Ridge, or Aaron Rodgers excuse me, is kind of past his prime. Uh, you saw he had a down year last year, and he did, He will have some good weapons with the Jets, but this was a desperation move for them. Um, they obviously needed that quarterback, but I just don't see it working out. So, And, of course, Zay decides to leave right before uh, we get to the Jets talk. Typical Zay. Uh, not wanting to talk about his uh, beloved Jets. But, he's yeah, this is – Oh, yeah, he, he's fired up. Yeah, in uh, the Giants segment, how many times he brought up uh... – Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall. So, I mean, you yeah, can't help obviously. yourself, Chase. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say, uh, with this, I, I'm glad to see it actually go through. Uh, 
Uh, I was a big skeptic. I didn't think it was going to happen. I, I thought both these teams would end up button heads and nothing would have happened and Aaron Rodgers would have retired. But uh, I, while I do think the Jets were a quarterback away and I do think this helps them, uh, I'm scared with Aaron Rodgers' age. Uh, I think this is a downgrade on O-line, though. So him taking a couple more hits, uh, possibly getting injured, possibly losing that 60, uh, not getting in on those 65% of the plays. And I I love Zach Wilson, but having to put him out there again, I don't think is going to work. Maybe he can learn from Rodgers. Maybe he can grow. But I, I don't know. Zach Wilson will start six games for the Jets this six. year. Six. That just hit me. I don't know if that's real or if I'm just dreaming, but he's going to start six of the games. So I don't know what's going on in New York. Okay. Well, then they'll they'll miss the playoffs then. They oh, yeah. 0-6 oh, six stretch in there. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to definitely lose all six of those games. And, yeah, um, they're, they're not going to be um, – they're not going to be like ten and two when this happens. No, that's the that's the good part. Yeah, uh, this would have been a great trade two or three years ago. I'd be like, oh dang! I just think he's kind of finished, and okay. mentally he's weak. And I I look at the head coach there, the Jets, uh, who I think is also weak minded. Robert I Sala. Think he, oh, I, I think I think Robert Sala has struggled deal with the New York media and I think having this basket case of a quarterback it's this is going to be difficult for him because he does neither of these two guys does well emotionally and it's New York and what happens Sean right what happens when the Jets lose on 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 uh, they lose their uh, opening game uh, right the questions Rogers come tried- yeah, Rogers probably takes a trip to Peru or somewhere and trips on ayahuasca, and you don't see him for a week. Yeah, I, I and Roberts, Robert, Robert Sully will, will be threatening the media, and uh, he'll want to fight people. You know, like it's, I don't know. I just, I don't see this working out. That's the beauty of the the New York Jets. I, I will say though, I think talking about the New York media, media, I think. Aaron Rodgers is the guy. He doesn't care. Like he's he's not gonna let that get to him. Guys who say they don't care do care. Yeah, he he acts like he doesn't care. Well, as long as he has his spotlight on the Pat McAfee show every bro, Bro, he sat in dark for three months crying like a baby. It it bothers (laughs) him. Trust me, he wasn't crying. He was tripping, Joe. Yeah, tripping. (laughs) But uh, okay, before we move on from this, I I, one more question. Okay, maybe it doesn't work out, but does this st- does this put them over the Dolphins as far as the AFC East is concerned? No, not no. to me. No. No, the pickup of Jalen Ramsey was huge for them. Um, I think another year with Tua in that system would be good. They picked up Bradley Chubb uh, during the or during the trade deadline last year too. So I think the, the defense will be improved and their offense is explosive. So. Um, I think this is a very competitive AFC East, but I still think the Dolphins would be uh, better than the Jets. Although I'll say too, Sean, having Tua last week was talking about he considered retirement. retirement I don't want to yeah. hear that from my quarterback. I don't want to hear that kind of talk at all. I, I didn't love that, Andrew but I, I agree with you. I think the Dolphins are uh, a better team than they were a year ago. Tua's obviously only 
been getting better. So, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I, they, it, they, it'd be tough. They almost upset the Bills last year in the playoffs with Skylar Thompson playing QB. So, I mean, if you have two in there, hopefully, you know, he stays away from the concussions, which is definitely a scary thing, uh, which is why I brought up the retirement. But if you can stay healthy this year, um, I could see them being real contenders in the AFC, not just the AFC East. Yeah. So uh, we will see. It's interesting. Um, hey, I, it's funny. I, I think this is going to be like the Nets and the Knicks. Because uh, even though you do bring in like a big name like Aaron Rodgers, uh, I do think the New York media, everyone's going to be loving the Giants more. Because the Giants are the team. But uh, gr- granted, I mean, the Nets were also part of New Jersey, so it wasn't really New York's team. But uh, I almost feel I, like, I too, real. Jace, that th- this will take some of the attention off of Daniel Jones and his monstrous contract that I know some people are still upset about. It's all The focus is going to be firmly on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Yeah. Because if they really were just a quarterback away, in theory, this should be a Super Bowl year for them. And it's not going to be, and we all know that. So I think it's, again, like Sean said, it's just going to be the Jets doing Jets kind of things. Yeah. Uh, we will see. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, granted, it was a – you have to regress from really going back-to-back MVPs. Like, there's nowhere to go when you're getting that old. So it was a regression. Just If you're a Jets fan, you can just hope that it isn't another – step backwards at least maybe just a step side to side would be okay for the Jets but uh, who knows who knows what what we're going to see from Aaron Rodgers the attention whore that is Aaron Rodgers but uh, all right. speaking of trades let's wrap it up wrap up the draft talk with uh, last year we saw the Eagles trade for AJ Brown that trade ended up helping them get to a Super Bowl so, Sean, you got big names like DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Jackson. Could we see a show-stealing draft night trade on Thursday? I think we will, and uh, I think it's going to be another Titan this year. I think that Derrick Henry uh, will end up being shipped somewhere. Um, I know that he's probably not happy with what's happened in Tennessee, and I think that's a team uh, on the decline. You know, they had that nice little run with Tannehill but uh, they have no receivers now. Their defense has lost players. Uh, Tannehill's not the same quarterback he was a couple years ago. They completely whiffed with Malik Willis. And I'm sure while Derrick Henry is still, um, you know, in the middle of his prime, probably coming towards um, the end of it, but I, I think he still thinks he can give value to a team. So I'm sure he wants to get shipped out somewhere. And for a running back that's, you know, kind of on the older side, I don't think you have to give up that much, uh, especially we talked about the market value for running backs. I don't think uh, it would be a, a high draft pick. So I think he'll be on the move somewhere, and I, I think he'll go to a contender uh, that can use a running back like Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I think that um, Derrick Henry is on the move from Tennessee. Damn. Interesting. I can see, like, the Bills, I like that. That that could be something. I mean, the Bills, yeah. they have their team. They don't really need draft picks. So It might end up with A.J. Brown in, in Philly, too. That's they, they don't have Miles Sanders anymore. Rashad Penny is good, but he's he's hurt a lot, so I could see that happening. Yeah. Or there's Boston and How, Howie Roseman is always making moves, so I would see that making sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict three trades in the top fifteen. 
before Ooh. we get to fix, pick, pick 15, there'll be three major trades. I think at number two and three pick, I think both are going to get moved. And I do think I like, I like the Derrick Henry. I hate the, I hate the thought of it, but I do, I do think at least one to two big names get moved uh, either just before the draft or during. Ooh, I, 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 I'm with, I don't know about that many. Um, I, I know I, I mentioned this, Isaiah's mentioned this in the past. I, I think Trey Lance has been put up on, on the trade block. I, I think you trade Trey Lance, a draft pick, maybe like a Brandon Ayuk as well to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Um, because I mean, a mobile quarterback in a Kyle Shanahan system, like the, the, that that's just amazing. And with the weapons he's got, uh, I I think I I think Lamar Jackson's gonna be on the move here. Um, I I just don't see it happening. Uh, the, the this is as long as you can prolong it. And also, I I do think maybe if you do get like the the Colts or something like maybe they're expecting like an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis to hop up and maybe they do get a Stroud or Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Young to follow them. I, I don't know. Do you take an Anthony Richardson and uh or Will Levis when you could possibly give that up for a possible Lamar Jackson or something? So I, I, I think, I, I think Lamar Jackson will be on the move. Uh, I, I, cause it has to give like, like nothing's going on there. Uh, someone's got to give him the shot. Uh, the Ravens obviously aren't going to, um, I, I hope they figure something out. Cause he is a good player R- regardless of what his Wonderlick test was. Uh, I, I think he can succeed somewhere. Uh, and then Vince Young scored a seven. I'm th- and think about okay. how that went. Frank Vince Gore Young. scored a six. Apparently, Frank Demarcus Gore scored Russell. a six, and he played for twenty years. Who scored a six? Frank Gore. Yeah, a running back. I, I my running back can be dumb. My quarterback can't. I need a quarterback who's not an idiot. He's got to be able to spell his name right on the paper. And I think C.J. Stroud. Goes by CJ because that's a little bit easier to spell. Okay, that that that's that's me, Joe. I'm Joe's unhinged saying. tonight. Joe's unhinged. That's a terrible not- score, dude. Just listen. Just the same. Uh, you guys know I like Deshaun Watson, and we talked about this over the last few years. I told you I like Deshaun Watson a lot. I would never give guaranteed money to a guy who clearly has mental issues. And Deshaun Watson, there's something wrong with that guy. I mean, think about think about what a creeper he was. And, like, dude, he knew what he was doing was wrong, and he did it anyway. Joe, that's the reason why the Browns are the worst organization it, in all of There sports. you go. <laughs> there you go. You know who else is a bad organization? The Jets. You know, it's a bad organization, Carolina. You know who can't get it together on a quarterback? The Colts. So I'm telling you right now, there's a reason we call these things red flags. 
Okay. When you're scoring in the teens on the Wonderlack test, uh, I'm telling you, generally speaking, the results of this, it doesn't go well. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe CJ Stroud will end up in Canton. I think it's more likely the Walmart in Canton than the Hall of Fame, but you never know. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, damn. But, uh, I don't know. It, it should be interesting. I, I love the draft. Um, always. We'll see what happens. And then Daniel Jones believer from day one. I love it, Joe. But uh, who Sean knows? knows? Anything can happen. Hey, I mean, we all were believers. No. I, I, just, I, I had to be critical of him, Joe. Joe, as soon as I start yeah, being right, critical geez. of him, he starts being good. He listens to my criticism and he takes it to heart and he does better. Sean, Daniel you remember Jones, when he wanted Dan- he wanted Tyrod Taylor to start? Wait, I never said that. I what are you talking you about? I think you did. Uh, I think I heard it. Joe, you, you remember were... that? Joe, you're you the one that said get you Tyrod Taylor you already. You you said that you you said never they wouldn't be bringing him in if he wasn't intending. On I wanted them games. to. Stab him in the heart like they did when he was out there in <laughs> with the Chargers. I was like, just stab the dude. Get him out of here. Oh my gosh. I, I I'm excited. I'm excited as a Giants fan. I don't care who and they you should pick. Be. Yeah. They, they could pick uh Jalen Hyatt or someone. They could reach for the at this 25th pick, and I would still be happy. Because I mean, what they did all in the offseason has been great. What they did last year has been great, but uh, anything could happen. Uh, they are going forward. Daniel Jones, another year in the day ball system. But uh, I'm saying all of this, but this is the exact same stuff I was saying about Joe. We were saying about Joe Judge. Granted, day ball is not Joe Judge at all. I didn't like but, Joe Judge from day one. I told you the special teams coach from the Patriots wasn't doing it. I told you that. You were like, oh, and Judge, and Judge we trust, or whatever you said. And I told you that wasn't <laughs> going to work out. I, I've been saying in Shane we trust, Joe. Come on. No, you you were a Gettleman trust the system guy. Cut that out. No, you know it. I only no, said I'm, when you come in and you show four Super Bowl rings, you, you got to earn the respect of the locker room. And that was the biggest issue was the the locker room. And Joe Judge had it and then lost it. Sean, imagine Game being has so bad at coaching football that you go back to your original job and they take a defensive guy and they give him the offensive coordinator job over you. Just an idea of how bad you are at this. Does that make sense? Wait, yeah, none of the, none of them were offensive coordinators. They weren't offensive coordinators. Who was they, calling the plays? They were calling the plays, but they weren't technically offensive coordinators because the Pat, Patriots didn't want to have that's to just pay Belichick. them extra. That's Sean, who calls, saving, Sean, saving who calls the plays? Uh, the offensive coordinators. Yeah. And Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what you call him, but we know who it is. And again, it just goes to show how terrible your guy Judge is. He was, he was, he was at one point my guy. He's not my guy anymore. But uh, I'm a Dable guy. Always have been. Yeah, everyone has been. I'm Same. a Shane guy. We're all 
it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, and I mean, speaking of the Patriots, you got your boy Mac Jones back with Bill O'Brien. I'm actually interested to see that. I, I could see the Patriots even hop in the Jets there, or even. I mean, they they, they still got issues, but. We'll Patriots see. should go out and get some talented football players for that team. That that could help. Yeah, we'll see. I think that's a little bit crazy, Joe. Talented players on the Patriots. What is? I know Belichick hates the, the idea of sharing the spotlight with anybody. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I right. that's gonna do it for John about the G Men this week. Uh. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Big shout out to Chris Soria and Maco Mortgage for sponsoring today's episode. And as always, make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com to uh, check out other podcasts like this one and also download it. Uh, you can download it there. Follow the links there. You can get it on any podcast platform, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or just go out YouTube. John about the G-Men or Clovercrest Media on YouTube. There's a bunch of different ways. YouTube. We got Twitch as well, Clovercrest Media Group. Twitter, you see it right there, at Big JCAce on Twitter. We were live there. You tune in at the end, go back, go on Twitter, rewatch it there as well. Plenty of places for you to catch John about the G-Men. And uh, you got some time. It's Monday. The draft starts Thursday. Get your prep in. So uh, we'll see you then. Uh, before we end... I do got to say thank you, Joe and Sean, for joining me. Uh, I'm going to go solo here. Uh, I want to shout out you guys, the fans, you guys, the listeners, you guys, the people watching at home. Uh, This is going to be my last drawing about the G-Men for a while. Um, This has been my my child. Um, Joe, Sean, and I created it. But, uh, I mean, I've been cranking it out. I mean. Uh, I came up with the name John about the G-Men. Uh, and yeah, like I, I love this podcast and that stuff. I'm going to be taking a break, focus on some other stuff. Uh, hopefully that will help this podcast out in the long run. Um, so I want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for being there. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, make sure I I know Joe, Sean, Zay, that they're going to keep it going. Uh, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to download. Make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you subscribe uh, on the YouTube, on the Spotify, uh, on the Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you download. Keep it going. Because uh, even though it is the off season, still stuff going on. And you just got to be ready. Because sooner rather than later, season's going to hit you. And football's going to be back. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Big Jace, and this has been John about the G-Men. Take care, everyone. Open. Shepard all alone. Shepard breaks a tackle and into the end zone. Sterling Shepard. It's he. Thibodeau got there. Got the ball out. Scooped it and scored. Touchdown, Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau. Second down, five, Jones again. Oh, here he goes. He can see the pylon. Touchdown. Barkley looking for a seam. Great cut. Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. 
Here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Man, and great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.